Are you cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, bringing you another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Excited to be here with you again today, folks. As always, I have a fantastic guest with me today. This is Mr. Michael Towns. Say hello, Michael. Hello. Hey. I'm outstanding. Good morning. I'm glad you're with me today. And I want to give just a brief introduction to who you are. I I uh, met you just a couple of weeks ago, Michael, in a in an international convention, and I heard you speaking. And uh, for you listeners, Michael has been involved with network marketing and direct sales businesses for, I think, about 15 years now. Is that right, Michael? Absolutely. And, uh, and, and you've had some fabulous success in a number of different companies as you have uh, mastered, really, the principles that allow you to succeed. And we're going to be talking about what some of those are. And so you've worked your way to the top of many of those companies, had some great experiences, and you've been able to really help a lot of people along the way, uh, which has led into some coaching and mentoring and training uh, that you provide. And that, of course, is the context where, where I ran into you as you were on the stage and sharing some of these principles that you have learned with other people. So I am thrilled to have you with me here today, Mike, and I want to give you just a second or two to... Uh, you can either add or delete anything I just said. <laughs> you want, just tell us a little bit about you, who you are, and uh, where you're coming from. Yes, indeed. Well, it's certainly a, a privilege as well as an honor to be on a radio show to be able to share some information, which I'm sure will be uh, quite valuable to many listening and. Uh, for me, it really all started about 15 years ago. I was just at a point where uh, I was looking for some change, uh, things I wanted to do with my family, and I kind of landed me in the direct sales industry. And uh, the personal growth has just been priceless. Uh, mm-hmm. Who you become the, along the journey uh, toward destiny is probably the greatest asset that uh, I've gained along the time frame throughout the years. And you know, the starting point of all achievement has always been desire. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, that, it's that desire that has driven me uh, to do the things we've been able to do, but more so uh, to be able to touch a lot of people's lives. And that's what we've been doing over the past uh, several years. Uh, my wife and I got a chance to get involved with a direct sales organization. And uh, just by following a simple system, uh, some success principles, which we'll discuss a little bit today, uh, mm-hmm. enabled us to both retire when we were in our, in our early 30s. And it's just been, uh, again, just priceless, the personal development and the people we've been able to help throughout the years. Now, that word retire is such an interesting word. Because I, I look at you and your wife, and you're just full of energy. You're still uh, just ripping it up and doing as much as you can to help people and bless their lives and, and empower them. And so is that what you mean by retirement, that you work even more productively? Absolutely. I, I think when I use uh, the term uh, retirement. Yeah, I want to be very clear. Uh, a lot of times, I think people get into careers that just uh, create an income for them. And uh, my background was in engineering. And even though I loved engineering, I really wasn't what was on my heart. What I love mm. doing is developing people. And so when I say retirement, that just kind of got me out of earning an income uh, through linear ways. And really, I started doing my passion. And I always say that your gift will make room for you. And I have the passion to want to coach, teach, develop people. I, lo- I love just seeing people succeed. And network marketing just provided the infrastructure where I could sort of uh, fine-tune those skills in terms of personally developing people. So mm-hmm. I retired from doing the just a traditional corporate uh, linear income, but by no means have we retired from helping people and changing lives, and that's what I love doing. In fact, you're doing that in a big way now. 
And I can tell that that just lights you up. And, you know, Mike, this is the thing that really caught my attention when I heard you speak down in Las Vegas. You got up on that stage and you said that you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I think that's where it starts, isn't it? Where you have a transformation. You talked about passion, and I want to touch on that a little bit, too. But will you just talk about what that means to you? Absolutely. Well, we talk about renewing the mind. Uh, I think the first step to a turnaround is always exposure. And uh, it really starts from the heart. There's a direct connection. It always says that uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And as we say things, we give it either the power of life or death. But it starts with the thoughts. And so our thinking has to change. And as we get uh, non-traditional thinking, a lot of times just life circumstances have kind of put us into a box and we've We've gotten married, we've gotten responsibilities, we've uh, had children, and so we sort of lose sight of those dreams that we had at one point. Uh, so we start getting limited in our thinking. But as we get into uh, different environments, and that's why I love the direct sales environment, because all of a sudden people start thinking again and dreaming, and then as our thinking changes, then the things we believe start to change. And once the things that we believe change, the expectation changes, and I think that's the key that a lot of times we get conformed into traditional thinking uh, just for day-to-day responsibilities, and so we don't really expect those goals and dreams that we had in our youth to really come into fruition. So once the expectation changes based on the thinking and beliefs, then and only then can our actions change. Once our actions change, of course, we get different results. And uh, the passion, of course, of success, I always say the starting point of all achievement is desire. And so mm-hmm. once... Once we get fine-tuned and focused on something, it's almost like we have to get, uh, to some degree, obsessed with achieving some goal. As long as it's unique and specific, that's really the starting point of all achievement. Mm. I love what you're saying. You know, as a psychologist, I teach people all the time about the power of their thoughts and their beliefs. And you're saying that your thinking is what can lead to the believing, and then it's the believing that brings about the expectation. And Absolutely. We, and then we go out there in our lives, don't we, and we just do everything in our power to fulfill our expectations, whether they are positive or negative. And absolutely, that, absolutely. Wow. I love what you're saying about that. Now, what about this desire thing, too? You said something about becoming obsessed or becoming impassioned with this desire. It's like you have to fall in love with it. Absolutely. Well, you know, if we think about it, uh, what most people are really familiar with is the converse. Uh, a lot of times, fear, which is the exact opposite of faith, creates the same effect. <laughs> in other words, we become mm-hmm. very focused and passionate in our heart about the things that we fear. A lot of times, uh, that's what we talked about, failure. Uh, people just fear that something won't work. It can't happen to them, and that sets the belief That's that's the expectation, and then the attitude, which is the dominant emotion that's expressed outwardly, also uh, actually brings on the actions. And so Mm -hmm. normally what fear does is paralyzes people. People do nothing because of the fear of failure. Well, the passion and desire does the exact opposite. But again, we just have to be focused. And once that thinking uh, gets in place, everything that we thought about, we brought about. Mm-hmm. And everything we continue to think about, we bring about. Uh, I think that's called the Law of Attraction in Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. Mm-hmm. So again, if we can control the day-to-day thinking, which is actually going to be stimulated by desire, then we can get to the, executive, the expected results. You know, what you're saying about fear is so true. And I have found that fear is the number one barrier to people's success and happiness in life. And if the opposite of faith is fear. You know, my wife said something interesting to me, Mike, that that really caught my attention. She said, you know, fear is really just faith in evil. (laughs) Yes. And I kind of like that because, like you were pointing out, you know, it works exactly the same way. It's the same principle. You're choosing the direction. Which direction is this going to go? Absolutely. So let me ask you one other thing as we, as we kind of introduce this. You said something about bad thinking will always bring about negative results. The opposite is also true. And the starting point of achievement is desire. You also said something about how this is a daily practice. 
Would you just, we've got about a minute before we're going to take a break, and I want you to talk about that daily aspect for just a minute. Oh, absolutely. Well, one thing that I learned uh, some years ago is that uh, we have to make decisions up front, and then we have to manage those decisions daily. Uh, We're all familiar with the whole New Year's resolution, and the reason New Year's resolutions uh, very seldom come to fruition is because we make the decision on the 31st of the month of mm-hmm. December, and then we don't manage it again until 12 months later. <laughs> yeah. And so what happens is when we uh, win daily, only what we do daily gives us results. And so when we make the decisions daily and then we set priorities based on those decisions and we manage them daily, if we win the battle daily, then that means we win weekly. If we win weekly then that means we win monthly. And if we can get it right every 30 days, I think we'll see the results surely over the course of 12 months. Oh. But it all starts with daily. I love it. I love where we're going with this. We're going to come back with further discussion about these perspectives in just a minute. And when you pray, pray for strength to help you carry on when the troubles come your way. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. Morebetterbooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great, These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. Raising kids is one of the most challenging and rewarding experiences we can have in life. Your children didn't come with an owner's manual, so it's up to you to learn whatever will assist you in your role as a mom or a dad. Join me and my husband, Dr. Paul, for a free weekly discussion about all of the hot topics in parenting. Listen to what others are saying about these calls. By applying the things I've learned to the parental power calls, I'm finally becoming the mom I always thought I would be. I really like to use parental power as kind of like a reference book. So as I have concerns with my parenting, I like to be able to look up on the blog and then listen to whatever podcast seems closely related. I like the variety of, of topics the variety of age groups that are addressed. I'm on the parental power calls as often as I possibly can because I know I'm going to come away with something I can apply to being a parent that very day. Let us join your parenting team through parental power. Just send an email to drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com to register for the live calls. Or just check us out first through the link at drpaul.org. All of the previous calls are posted on our blog site, where you can also add your own input. Let's team up to start parenting on purpose. Having a lot of fun here at Live On Purpose Radio today, Mike. I've been thinking about this whole concept of daily. And I had a friend recently who uh, who has just recently kind of turned his brain on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And he's realized, hey, there's another kind of a life. He was just kind of going through the mundane routine. He was kind of stuck in the rut. And he came in and he visited with me for about an hour and a half in a coaching session. And afterwards, he gave me a call and he says, you know... I didn't realize I was hungry for this stuff. And I commented to him, you feed your body every day. And how many of us ever forget that? You know? (laughs) (laughs) So I thought that was a good perspective that you're saying only what you do daily is going to give you the results. Make those decisions early. 
and then manage them daily. Anything else Absolutely. you want to comment about that? Yeah, that, 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 that's a huge deal because what happens is uh, we do have things happen daily. Uh, we have lack of, prep, lack of preparation happens daily, and then that happens long enough and it results in uh, some of the uh, challenges that people have in life. So one of the things that I've learned is to first decide what is it, what areas do you want results in. I know for me, spirituality, obviously relationships, and then, of course, you know, we want to be productive in business and so forth. So I make those things a priority daily, daily, as well as my health. I make those things a priority daily. And the key thing is I make sure that I have the activity that will give those results scheduled at the first part of my day. We all know about the magic curveballs where we get the phone call from the spouse and we were going east and we have to turn around and go west. Mm-hmm. So what I've learned is to make the priorities at the beginning of the day so I can get the results in those areas that will give me the top benefits for my life. So if I plan my day daily, in the beginning I start spiritually with God first and foremost, then of course it's always family, and then, of course, health and business uh, uh, kind of fit right in there. If I win daily in those areas, and then I also have to manage it, meaning I have to measure the results. So mm-hmm. I have to keep accountability. In other words, if it's not measurable, then you can't manage it. So I mm-hmm. do that daily. And, again, if I win daily in those prioritized activities, then I know we get the expected outcomes. Because winning daily leads to winning weekly. And winning weekly leads to winning monthly, as you said earlier. And what a beautiful practice that is if you manage daily. And you're also talking about those priorities. Make sure you know what's most important to you, and then do that first. That's exactly right. That's wonderful. You know what? I want to I move on to something else that uh, you really helped me with as I heard this, because this is something, this is a message I really want to help people get. And that has to do with failure. Now, does that word strike fear and terror into your heart, Mike? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, no, it doesn't, because I have a different perspective on failure. <laughs> and the, and the, and the first thing I say is failure is never final. And uh, if people would just post that, <laughs> just post that somewhere where they can see it, failure is never final. And I try and keep myself balanced. I mean, there's going to be some good days there's going to be some not-so-good days. So mm-hmm. the way I look at it to keep the balance, I say, you know what? It's never as good as it looks, and it's also never as bad as it seems. Right. <laughs> right. And I think if you can maintain that balance, the perspective on failure is different. And if we would all ask ourselves a question, what is it that we probably would have attempted had not we had the fear of failure? If failure was not an option, how many more things would we have attempted in our lives, which, which really would have given us the desired results that we wanted? <laughs> mm-hmm. And yet we stay, through our fear, you know, fear of failure maybe, we stay stuck sometimes in that place where we don't make the attempt. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the thing that um, you know, I learned from a mentor years ago is there's always a way to succeed. And that's where the creative conscious kicks in based on desire. So it goes back to what we said earlier, that the starting point of all achievement is desire. And when it's, there's enough passion, I mean, there's just enough conviction in the heart. It starts in the heart. Mm-hmm. And as long as there's enough desire, the creative conscious will find a way to win. And, and we see this, uh, we've seen it on television in different episodes. We've seen the story of uh, the child or the elderly parent in a burning building. And someone just comes in with this miraculous effort. They burst, they burst through the door, and they save the life of that child. Now, why is it that that person was able to do that? Mm-hmm. There, was no, there was no thought of failure because the desire to save that person's life was so high. Now, ordinarily, would we ever walk into a burning building? Of course not, because we would have the fear of bringing, obviously, fire to our bodies. But because the desire is so strong for the expected outcome of saving their life, 
fear is not even an option. The creative conscious kicks in, and we find a way to save the life of that child. And we can do that every single day if there's enough desire and passion. That's that's why that desire is such a key element, and just fueling that. You know, people quit dreaming sometimes, and that is so tragic, Mike. That's just, you know, if if everyone were to achieve their dreams, there's two neat things that happen. First of all, the obvious thing, you get to have your dream. But the second thing, when you achieve your dreams, who else are you helping? <laughs> Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Oh, wow. You, you, you couldn't have said it better. You know, the thing that I've learned is it's always something called the process. And if mm-hmm. people would understand that it's not failure, it's just the process. Mm-hmm. And the process is something that we all have to go through, and part of that is I always say that what we look at sometimes is as a setback is really just a set up for a comeback, and, and the comeback, which is the second attempt, we always come back better because we've learned something. It's just like the kid that uh, stuck their hand on the hot stove. Well, you can process that as failure. Or you could process that and say, wow, I learned something. Don't Mm -hmm. touch the hot stove. (laughs) That's right. So setbacks are just setups for comebacks. That's right. (laughs) And I say, get ready for the comeback. (laughs) You know what, Mike? One of my favorite themes in this this past couple of years, especially as I hear stories from people all the time about, oh, it's so hard, this economy is kicking my trash, you know, whatever it is, I... I love to reflect on some of the most inspiring stories I've ever heard. And I hear a lot of them. I mean, my hobby is going out there and collecting these kinds of stories. And every single inspiring story that I know has a hard part right in the middle. And when when you're having this failure, whatever it is that you think is a failure... What if you could reframe that, get a new perspective on that to understand this is the middle part of an inspiring story. And that's precisely what gives you the power to inspire other people. That's exactly right. That's why I say, you know, those stories are just part of the process. And the reality is, uh, you know, when people are looking to achieve goals and we talk about successes and failures, uh, I think a lot of it really just comes down to understanding the big picture. And it's who we become along the way that gives us the end result. So some of the times when we're saying something is failure, it really just means that we haven't yet become who we need to become. So the process goes, do, I'm sorry, rather, yeah, do, then become, then have. And I think many of us put the cart before the horse, the horse before the cart, rather, and we want to have first. Have first. But first we have to become. And once you become the person we need to become, then we can have the expected outcome. That's right. So it's kind of a be-do-have. Become that person, which will lead to the actions that are going to allow you to get what you want. That's exactly right. And I can tell you a funny story. I learned that years ago trying to lose weight. No. <laughs> and a, a lot of times when people want to lose weight, the first thing they do is they try and change their behaviors. And they say, oh, well, I'm just going to eat better. But mm-hmm. if the mindset had not changed, if their perspective on food has not changed, then the actions won't change. So the thing I recognize is I had to start seeing food as just something I needed, kind of like putting gas in the car. Mm-hmm. You know, we just put gas in the car because we needed for the car to perform and move, obviously. And so I started looking at food the same way, and guess what? Once my perspective on food changes, changed, then I didn't see myself as failing starting a diet and failing. I have to change the perspective. And so, again, that comes back to the mindset and the perspective on failure, and then we can get the end result. Mm. Perspective is really, at the end of the day, I think that's all we really have. And if you can change your perspective, you can start to change your life. That is a powerful concept. Absolutely. We've got some good stuff going here, Mike. We're going to take another quick break, and we will be right back.
This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. Is it required to receive before giving? According to Blake McCoskey, you should give first, then receiving is just a result. The 29-year-old business phenom was traveling in Argentina when a philanthropic idea hit him. Blake noticed that most of the people in the villages did not have shoes. Their feet were injured and diseased. Instead of creating a charity and going through fundraising to help, Blake decided to start a business. He designed a pair of shoes using an authentic Argentinian look, but using upgraded materials for support and durability. He decided to sell the shoes for $40, which included enough profit to donate a pair of shoes to someone in Argentina. Every time someone buys a pair of Blake shoes, they feel good about helping someone else. His original goal was to sell 250 pairs of shoes his first six months so he could donate 250 pairs of shoes to those in need. Well, the story took off better than Blake supposed as over 10,000 pairs of shoes were ordered and donated in his first six months of business. In two years, Blake has sold and donated over 63,000 pairs of shoes, created a lot of success, and helped a lot of people with his giving idea. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. I've got a great idea, wouldn't you like to know? You probably can't bear it, so I guess I'll have to share it. I thought of it a moment ago. I don't know the key to success, but the key to failure is trying to please everybody. Bill Cosby. Mike, if you were listening during the break there, we had a little quote from Bill Cosby. <laughs> right. The key to success, I don't know, but the key to failure is trying to please everybody. You know, sometimes when you really step up, when you when you really get out there and start doing your thing, people start to notice, and there's a lot of people who don't really like what you're doing. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know the thing I always say to that is, if you don't want someone to rain on your parade, don't tell them what street is coming down. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I actually quoted you on a message I sent out a while back with that <laughs> very thing. And, you know, there's a, there's a, a scene from Pirates of the, of the Caribbean uh, where it, Captain Jack Sparrow is being confronted by two British officers just before he commandeers their ship. And one of the one of the officers says to the captain, he says, "You know, you are the worst pirate I've ever heard of." And his response is just, "Ah, but you have heard of me." <laughs> exactly, exactly. You, you know, I think that concept goes back to uh, I know a, a seminar I talked to him, uh, a couple of years ago. It's called "How to Have Home Field Advantage," and we know in the athletic world that everyone wants home field advantage. I mean, it's the Cowboys, my favorite football team, I play. They want to play in Dallas as opposed to in Chicago. And what happens is it really comes down to the environment. And in, in athletics, when the environment is one where the fans are cheering someone on, they tend to perform better. And it's really no different uh, with us in any field of human endeavor. If we're being supported and we have a healthy environment and our relationships have a lot to do with that, and people are encouraging us, saying, hey, you know what? You can win. You can get your desired outcome. It's amazing that we can have the same sort of Excel performance just like an athlete playing in their home gymnasium or football field. Mm -hmm. And, again, we have to kind of you know, create that environment, and that environment makes a whole lot of difference. And I want to underscore what you just said about you've got to create that. Because a lot <laughs> of the people out there are going to be little Johnny Raincloud. They want to come and rain on your parade, right? 
And, That's right. And there's a lot of people who are not going to approve. You know this. You've been in direct sales and network marketing for for a decade and a half now. Sure. And don't you get some some uh, pushback from some folks? Oh, absolutely. Uh, everyone is not going to support our vision. And uh, one of the things that we've already, uh, as you talked about creating that environment, we always call it having a mastermind team. Mm-hmm. And what a mastermind team is, uh, again, Napoleon Hill refers to this as well, it's where you get a group of like-minded individuals where they have uh, a lot of things in common in terms of their expected outcome. And when you get that sort of group together, that, that's that perfect environment where you have home-field advantage, where people want the same thing. And so we all suffer together, we progress together, but everyone understands the big picture. And the goal is always more important than the role. And so the goal of that mastermind organization is just to provide the perfect conducive environment where you can leverage one another's energy, you can leverage one another's, one another's talent, and you keep, you keep one another accountable, and you achieve your desired outcomes. You know, from a very practical perspective, I wonder what would happen if we all took a look, just a nice close look, at the five, ten dozen people that we hang out with the most. And okay. what, what kind of effect is that having on us? And, and you know, cr- intentionally creating that environment means that you're going to seek out and associate with people who will support and believe in your dream. You're going to have to look a little, don't you think, Mike? Oh, yes, absolutely. And and that also comes from having a clear defined vision as well. Uh, One of the things absolutely necessary is to have a clear vision. And when you can communicate the vision clearly, that's when you get buy-in. So uh, the thing that's great about vision is vision allows us to live beyond what we see. Uh, Mm. A lot of people can only see so much with their eyes, but you can see a lot further with your heart. And when you can communicate that vision, that's how you get the buy-in and you create that uh, mastermind team, a home field advantage, as we stated. Mm. I love that concept of the home field advantage. And who's going to build your home field for you, if not (laughs) you? (laughs) Exactly. Well, Mike, I've been jotting down some notes here. Uh, as we talked especially about those perspectives on failure, I yes. think very first you said failure is never final. It's not right. permanent. There is always a way to succeed. So basically, oh, when, when you experience failure, it just means you haven't succeeded yet. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's a key word to underscore yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet introduces the possibility of more to come. <laughs> so that yes. goes right in tune with failure is not final. And so when you put the word yet, that means something else is more to come. Or that something else is the expected outcome. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, so the thing that we always have said is, well, I haven't achieved my goal yet. And yet means it's going to happen. It just hasn't occurred within the time frame that we've uh, set. And a lot of times, um, it, it doesn't mean that it won't happen, and we have to develop patience. And sometimes uh, that process of what we uh, deem as being failure is really developing patience. And if we're going to have any sort of success in anything that's going to be grandiose, we have to have, we have, to have patience. Oh, yeah, and that's when you've got to be careful in your prayers, because if you pray for patience, oh boy, <laughs> you're going to have some experiences <laughs> that are going to teach you that right away. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But one thing about success is that it leads right through the dump. I mean, every, I mean, there's always good. There's no progress uh, without some sort of struggle. I mean, there's always going to have to be some sort of uh, growth. We can just look at it from the, the world of academics. Uh, why is it that in school we have to take tests? <laughs> and if we really think about that, a test is designed to measure whether or not we're ready to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. And so what a lot of times we perceive as being failure is just the test to oh, say, yeah. are we ready to go to the next level? And we know in academics, if we don't pass a class, that means we're not ready for the next level yet. That's right. <laughs> so really what it does is it gives us another reason to start over. So it's not wasted time. Not at all. 
<laughs> Not at all. It just means that, in fact, I mean, we, we could just look at some examples. Imagine someone in medical school. And imagine if that person's really not ready to, to practice medicine. Mm-hmm. And let's say that person was practice, wanted to be a surgeon. Can you imagine someone not ready to be a surgeon operating on you? Oh. <laughs> I mean, the results could be uh, catastrophic. Yeah. So, it's, so it's important for that person to go through the series of tests slash failure because it lets them know whether or not they're ready for the next level. And that's part of the process. And it's not really about winning as much as it is about learning. Would you agree? Absolutely. 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 Um, Again, uh, who we become along the way is what's priceless. When we hear any stories of, you know, some of these great humanitarians, of people who've achieved uh, great success in fields of science or, or medicine or any field of human endeavor, there's always a price to be paid. And sometimes uh, I think we're not willing to pay the price. And I always tell people, when they say, well, well what's involved in, in achieving these grand, grandiose levels of success? And I said, well, uh, the more that you want, the higher the price. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like the purchase of a, of a home. The bigger the home, the bigger the price. That's right. And so are you willing to pay the price? And you know what, as, as you're talking about that, I'm thinking about some experiences I've personally had. You know, I went through the 21st grade. I, I did a lot of school, Mike, and I paid a lot of tuition for that. Yeah. But in the last couple of years, just in some business and some investing and some other things that I've done, I've paid more in the last few years than I ever paid in tuition to school. And so as I'm looking at that, what if that's tuition, you know? Exactly. If the price is higher, I better darn well be taking home a bigger lesson, don't you think? (laughs) Of course. You know, there's always a cost, and then there's always a value. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's always cost, there's always value. Normally, the bigger the sacrifice, it just means there's so much value to that end result. And when you look at the number of years that maybe you... uh, uh, where you're in education, you know, all the different years, the cost of that tuition, look at the value, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, you provide a service that changes people's lives. What, look at the value. That's huge. And the value clearly outweighs the cost. Mm-hmm. And so if we're feeling like we're paying a huge cost, maybe we should start looking a little more carefully at where's the value. Absolutely. Without question. <laughs> We'll finish this off in our next segment. Catch you in a sec. You know, in today's world, people have become much more conscious of their health and wellness. Finding new and effective ways to combat the effects of disease, aging, and poor nutrition is more important than it ever has been as we look to improve our own life and the lives of those we love. Hi, I'm Micah Kagi, and a few short years ago, I discovered a company called Kayani. Kayani is a rapidly growing nutritional supplement company that is marketing in over 20 countries. Kayani's products combine the nutritional benefits of well-known superfruits with Nobel Prize winning research and breakthrough science. Not only does Kayani help to improve health and wellness of families, but through the amazing business opportunity that it offers, people like me have been able to create financial freedom. Kayani has the power to change your life, regardless of where you are or what your needs may be. Whether you are new to network marketing or a seasoned veteran, you will find that Kayani has what you've been looking for. A well-financed, growing company with proven management to generate immediate income and the potential to allow normal people like you and I to succeed if we are willing to put forth the time and effort. Kayani is a proud sponsor of Live On Purpose Radio. To learn more or to join our exciting team, please visit liveonpurpose.mykayanilife.com. That's liveonpurpose.mykayanilife.com. Thank you for joining me for the Live On Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit my website, 
drpaul.org to get connected with other tools for you and your family. There you will find links to my weekly e-zine, Empower, Harnessing the Power of the Mind, and to the free Parental Power Teleconference that I host every week with my wife, Vicki. You can also check out upcoming events or pick up powerful information products. Feel free to contact me directly with questions, comments, or to book me for your company or private event. Email me through drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com. Mike, I hope you're having as much fun as I am. I am. I truly am. I'm loving it. (laughs) This is where it is. You know, if you can really empower people with the principles that are going to change their life because they now have their mind turned on and they're getting that desire and that passion, boy, that just, there's nothing better. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's really simple. You know, the definition of power is the ability to get results. And uh, we all have some measure of talent uh, God given to us to get results. We just have to focus that energy mm-hmm. and uh, recognize what our talents really are. Well, Mike, can I put you on the spot just a little bit here? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to. I think cool. you're up to it. You know, you do okay. a lot of coaching and mentoring and training, and, and I'm just wondering if we can get really practical here for a few minutes. Let's just say that there's some of our listeners, uh, and some of you who are listening right now, you might be thinking, okay, this is great. I get, I get onto these podcasts, or I go to a seminar, and I get all hyped up and fired up and charged up, and I'm ready to go. Now, what do I do? What do I do next? And I'm wondering, Mike, if you could just share a few practical things that our listeners could do to, to get started. Where do they start? Sure. Sure. Well, I'd say the first thing is to just uh, take some time to just meditate and think about what is it that you really want. And again, we get so bogged down with day-to-day responsibility. We have to be at the office. We have to pick the kids up. We have to run to the cleaners. We got We have to go to the post office. I'd say take a moment every day mm-hmm. to just think your thoughts. And so everyone should take uh, the time, whether it's 15 minutes or 30 minutes, and that's time just for you to think. That's one of the most important exercises during the day is just to think and get a clear objective of what do you really want your life to become. And once you have a clear picture, I tell people, write it down and even go get pictures of what it will look like. And so when mm-hmm. you can kind of see it, see, the great thing is that the mind doesn't know what's real, nor does it know what's not real. You know, there's mm-hmm. been instances where we've uh, thought someone was knocking at the door. No one was at the door. But we acted based on what we thought. <laughs> so likewise, right. we can do the same thing with uh, uh, getting a clear objective, writing it down and posting it, and then just imagining every day. You want to fuel those thoughts by taking the time to just focus and meditate, what would it feel like if it really happened? And Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you, most people have never done that. What would it feel like to achieve those goals? And if you start doing that daily, you're going to give energy to that. And that energy is going to set expectation, of course, attitude, and then, of course, the behaviors will change. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, once that's clear, and we can really package that up as a vision for your life, well, you know, what's the vision for your life? What's the vision for your business? Write it down. Make it clear. And you have to think on it every day. That's isolated time. That's not driving in a car because while you're driving, you have to focus on the road. I mean uninterrupted focus time. And uh, that will lead to the daily method of operation. I always ask people, what is your DMO? And if you have a daily mm-hmm. method of operation that's tied to those thoughts, then and only then can you get those results and create the environment. Spend the time listening to books uh, or uh, uh, audio books or uh, being around the environment that is also parallel to the things that you want. 
that's my that's my plan of attack, and that's where I, that's where I learned to start, and that's where we got the results. And uh, 21 days of that becomes a habit, and once it becomes a habit, that means unconsciously you're taking that time to think. Unconsciously, you're planning the daily met- method of operation, and unconsciously you're achieving results. Now you're talking you're talking crazy here. <laughs> <laughs> One day thinks that. <laughs> you know what? What you're sharing right now, Mike, is so powerful because every successful mentor and philosopher and and author that I have read is going to agree that it starts with the mind. And yet there there's so many of us that just say, well, just tell me what to do. Just give me the checklist and I'll go do it. Correct. And, and you're saying... That's not where you start. You start with the mind. Absolutely. And Absolutely. You know what? I also really appreciate what you're saying about daily. Daily. And folks, yeah. you wouldn't forget to eat. You know, <laughs> you're going to do that daily. Well, it's no yeah. less important to feed your mind and to feed your dream and to feed your vision of what it is that you intend to accomplish. And uh, yes. you've summarized that so nicely, Mike. Take time daily to think. Write down your objectives and your vision. Focus on those goals daily. And I think you also said, feel it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I always say that most people, a lot of times, they look at their past. And what they don't recognize is that their memory is replaying all the things that didn't happen in their past. But when you can start feeling the results that you want in terms of your expected outcome, that happens with your imagination. Mm-hmm. So your memory is replaying the past, but the imagination is pre-playing the future. So the question is, what do you want more of, the past or the things to come? <laughs> I Very love, simple formula. I love that. You're either going to replay the past or pre-play the future. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you get a pick. Are you going to hit rewind, or are you going to hit fast forward? Exactly. I- I'll tell you something else that's interesting as well, and you can tell which one is a person focused on, the past or the future. When you come into most people's homes, they have pictures, photos of everything that happened in the past. You know what we have in our mm. home? <laughs> we, have, <clears throat> excuse me, we have pictures of places we've never been. pictures of things that we haven't accomplished yet. (laughs) And that's because we're focused on our future and not the past. I'm not suggesting that we want to erase some of those plausible memories. I'm not suggesting that at all. We have to understand that if we keep focusing on the past, that's what we keep getting more of. So I suggest Mm -hmm. everyone go take a different type of picture Take a different type of picture that's parallel with the lifestyle, the aspirations, goals, and dreams that you want to accomplish in the future. (laughs) I love that. And you know what? You're picking them off, aren't you? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I saw some pictures of you and your wife enjoying some time in Alaska. Absolutely. uh, for, For a Texas boy, you probably don't get to Alaska very often. No, no, no. That's a long ways uh, on the other side of the country. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and with digital technology the way it is, why not just superimpose your own image there wherever it is you want to be? That's exactly right. And again, it comes back to the imagination is that you can travel the whole world if you go get enough pictures. Mm. <laughs> and start to insert yourself into your dreams and dream That's- again. That's exactly right, because the mind doesn't know what's real and what's not real. And it's just like fear. Fear is false evidence appearing real. So let's Mm -hmm. think about that. If something that hasn't happened can make us just stop altogether called fear, then what about the other side called faith? And if we start getting the same visual imaging, uh, visualization is so very important important toward accomplishing any sort of goal. Mm-hmm. You have to see yourself already successful. You have to see yourself already in the condition that you desire. And again, the mind can't tell if it's real or not. 
So imagine if we start looking at things as if it's already happened. Mm-hmm. If we start seeing the end from the beginning, we'll start acting accordingly because the mind won't know if it's real or not. And you will invite your mind to start believing that, and that changes your expectation, and then the whole world is a different place. That's exactly right. The, the best thing I've learned throughout the years is to, that we can think our way to success. It all starts with a thought. And once, once I got a hold of that, I said, wait a minute. You mean I can change every aspect of my life if I change my thinking? I, I said, wait a minute. You mean I can have everything I want if I just change my thinking? I said, oh, wow, that's an amazing discovery. Hmm. And that puts the power right back in your hands. You're the one that's driving this whole thing. Yes, indeed. Michael, it has been a pleasure to have you live on Purpose Radio today. I want to give you the final word, and if there's any way that you want to give people to connect with you or, or just some, some final thoughts, I want to turn that over to you. Well, uh, the thing I'd say is that everything is possible, and just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Everything that has ever happened happened twice. It happened when it was thought, and it happened when it was implemented. Everything. So that means if you can think it, it can be implemented. I just want to encourage people to know that. And uh, if you'd like to get more information on some of the projects we're working on, feel free to visit our website at www.thelifestyle.biz. That's thelifestyle.biz. Or feel free to send me some comments uh, to my personal email address, which is MikePound, M-I-K-E, E-O-W-N-S at M-E dot com. Mike Towns at me dot com. That's right. <laughs> Thank you so much, sir. Everybody go Thank out there you. and uh, live on purpose. All right. I certainly enjoyed it. Thank you. <laughs> 